Hi, my name is Toussaint Bailey, founder and CEO of Uplifting Capital. Welcome to Uplifting Conversations. Today we're having a conversation with Robert Rooks, CEO of Reform Alliance. The word that I keep coming back to is uplifting. I have this conviction based on my lived experience that uplifting people or the planet doesn't have to be draining. It can actually feel uplifting to the person who's making that impact. All right, so one of the things that we talk about at Uplifting is the concept of changing the world personally. And one of the ways that we wanted to empower people to do that was to bring conversations with people who are further along on their own uplifters journeys. And so this is people who have gone from a place of being affected by an issue and having an issue acting upon them to actually engaging and putting their hands into an issue and starting to proactively uplift that. And so I can't think of a better example of, of an uplifter than the person who's sitting across from me, Robert Rooks. Uh, Robert is with an organization, leads an organization called Reform Alliance, um, a, a, a well-known criminal justice reform organization that's really born out of the lived experience of one individual and is a, is a prime example of several individuals rallying to uplift something that they were bothered by. So I'll have Robert talk to you a little bit about reform, some of the work that they're doing. But then what I really want to unpack is his own personal journey as an uplifter. So, Robert, good to be with you. Son, good to be here, man. Always, always, man. Uh, so why don't you first talk a little bit about the work of, of Reform and what you guys are up to right now? Yeah, Reform Alliance is a national organization founded after the unjust incarceration of recording artist Meek Mill. Uh, Meek was on probation his entire adult life and had a judge who basically had an inappropriate obsession with him. Uh, tried to tell him what music to make, uh, tried to uh, kind of control his whereabouts and even how to make his money. And so Meek was shooting a music video and popped a wheelie on the motorbike and she didn't like that. She hauled him in front of the court and gave him a two to four year prison sentence uh, for, for popping the wheelie for popping the wheel on the motorbike. It was supposedly a probation violation according to her uh, and he was handcuffed and sent away. Um, but by this time, Meek had made uh, some influential friends um, uh, in his kind of music uh, uh, moveabouts, let's say. Um, and um, a couple of them came to court that day. Um, one of them was Michael Rubin and the other Desiree Perez. And after seeing Meek uh, get taken away, they felt like they needed to do something about it. So uh, they launched the Meek Mill Free Meek campaign, um, which worked to get Meek out of, of, of prison. Um, that was successful and to Meek's credit when uh, he came out he said it's not just about him it's about the millions of people on probation and parole um, in this country who are free but can't be free can't move about in society uh, perhaps like you and I um, and so Reform Alliance was founded in 2019 uh, with the goal of uh, transforming our nation's justice system um, by changing probation and parole practices across the country so we've been doing that um, in a three and a half year period we passed 16 pieces of legislation in 10 states. Uh, we created a pathway for 650,000 people uh, to exit the system and we're working to connect people to real help and real support and employment pathways to get them back uh, to, to, to work and, and well-being. Um, so we're, we're excited as an organization in terms of what we've done um, but we also believe we're at the tipping point that there's so much more to do um, in, in the area of probation and parole and criminal justice reform in this country. I would love to just talk a little bit about uh, who's involved and what levers reform has been pulling to create this real change? Because 
one of the one of the myths I hope to dispel is that it's only people who have been in advocacy for their whole lives or it's only people who are working in public policy who can make change on these issues. What kind of folks came in? It, it, it was not just advocates. Like, no, no, actually, it, it, it wasn't advocates. It, it, it started off being uh, business leaders, cultural leaders, um, heads of a football team or presidents and owners of football teams like Robert Kraft and, as I mentioned, Michael Rubin uh, came to the table, Claire Busai. Uh, the people from uh, different business interests uh, were concerned about this story, were concerned about Meek's story and why he was incarcerated. And so they came and pulled their resources together, formed a board, um, and has been guiding the organization ever since. Love it. Love it. And I'm, I'm obviously a fan of the work. Uh, so that, that's reform. But what I really, really, really want to get to is, is you and, and your journey as an uplifter. And, and one of the things that I caution people against is this idea of jumping over the hard stuff or jumping over these heavy emotions. Where, where is that, that place of trouble that, that you were in touch with that led you to make this your life's work? What, what were you bothered by or grieving to the point that you're like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, all my waking hours, other than those I spend with my kids, on working on this issue? No, I, I appreciate uh, the question. And even the hours I spend with my kids, <laughs> I, I spend telling them about the justice system, uh, for sure. Uh, but I, I appreciate both the framework of uplifting uh, and, 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 and understanding that you have to start in a place, you often start in a place where you're not uplifted at all. You're, you're actually uh, in possibly rock bottom. And so when, when I think of the moment um, that kind of crystallized for me that I want to do this work was at my best friend's funeral. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, had lost a number of friends in, in, in high school um, and my first year in college I got that phone call. The phone call meaning of us uh, dread, I never want to get, and it was my best friend since fourth grade. Uh, was, was killed on his doorstep and, oh and going to his funeral um, I was just looking um, at the audience and grieving and then thinking how this was yet another funeral I was going to and um, as, I, as I was staring at, at him I made a commitment um, that I would get involved in social justice and, and make sure that the next generation doesn't experience what, what we were experiencing at that time and I'm talking about 1993, 1994 uh, it, was, it was a tough time uh, for, for, for our folks and so I, uh, from there, uh, went on to understand uh, social systems, uh, political systems, um, crime and violence and public safety and, and, and how communities can come together and fight for what they believe should, should be happening. And so in many ways I've been on a 30-year journey uh, learning and relearning, organizing, advocating uh, to ensure that people get real safety, which is something I don't think we had growing up um, in, in, in Dallas, Texas in, in, the, in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, no, that, that's inspiring. So, so one, of, one of the barriers that I think a lot of people experience, I've experienced in my own life at times, going from that place where you were to this empowered place where you are now is, is hopelessness, right? Like, like not only hopelessness that anyone's gonna do something, but hopelessness that even if I do something, there's not gonna be change. What was it? What was the vision that, that you were going toward that, that inspired you enough or gave you enough energy that, that you would jump in and do the work? Yeah, no, I appreciate the, the question uh, because when I began doing this work, I knocked on my first door um, back in 1999. Um, I wasn't really thinking about, actually it was 97, I wasn't really thinking about uh, doing the work at the level that I'm doing it now. 
right? Mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, I didn't have this vision of broad criminal justice reform and navigating the world of um, you know these influencers and 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 work working with governors at the Capitol. Um, all I was doing was knocking on doors, talking to people about whether or not they felt safe um, and what they wanted to do uh, in order to in, in ensure more safety in their lives. And our target was uh, local city council, right? We, we pulled together to influence um, the city to make sure that we had lights in our neighborhood, that we had speed bumps on our streets, um, and that we were ensuring that little kids could play outside. That was it. Um, the idea of hope. Uh, I think came after about a year on the campaign um, and we actually saw results um, mm. in this part of Hartford, Connecticut, I was in Hartford, Connecticut at the time, um, and we managed uh, to get uh, a multi-million dollar uh, a bond on, on the ballot initiative to fix people's sewage system. Uh, basically, every time it would rain in this part um, of the city, that the, 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 the basements would flood with sewage. Um, it was unbelievable uh, the fact that the city would allow people to live uh, in, in, in that condition. And so we organized a campaign and, and we, we were able to get uh, key electeds from Congress all the way to the city council to go and visit and crawl in basements to see what people were wow. living in. Um, and we saw real change. And so I think to me that being able to, to make change happen inspired hope that we could do more. So, and, and, and we did more. So, so tell me about then the size of your vision for criminal justice and public safety now. Like, so, so a lot of people think about incremental changes and, and tweaks that can be made or they see the problems that are right in front of them they've experienced. Well, how big is your vision about, about criminal justice and public safety? Yeah, now? so I, I believe in both. I believe incremental reform can build momentum to large scale change. Yep. Um, and so the large-scale change that I want is for the criminal justice system to be responsive to everyday people, uh, the criminal justice system to uh, uh, be significantly smaller uh, than it is now, um, that other sectors from public safety to schools uh, to, to health care to, 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 to own more of the public safety uh, a charge in, in, in the city. It shouldn't just be uh, criminal justice and law enforcement. And the truth of the matter is a police called after a crime is committed. How can we ensure or how can we work to make sure a crime isn't committed? And you do that by strengthening communities. You, you do it by investing in local organizations and, and investing in people. And so I want to see a transformative system that invests in people, uh, not, 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 not prison cells. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like reimagining even what it means or how we think about what makes us safe. Yeah, think about yeah. it. $80 billion a year is spent on the system, right? If we had a chance to take a step back and say, what would we spend $80 billion on? Will we build the system we have now? I don't think we would. Right? Mm. I think we will build a system that brings people together, brings people in to solve uh, problems, um, and also hold people accountable because that accountability is also important. Love it. So, so I'm, a, I'm a big fan of starting with the resources we have. And so this, this whole concept, there's actually a book called Stretch. Uh, and, and, and one of the theses of that book is this idea that we have better action and we have more creative action and we have better solutions. When we think about ourselves as ha having a contained set of, of resources and, and forcing ourselves to stretch the resources that we have right in front of us to affect change, rather than thinking we have to chase new resources in order to create change. How can people, in, individual people, uh, stretch whatever resources they have. So, so, you know, a lot of people who are listening will be 
financial advisors or some of their 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 clients who have who have means or it'll be you know just just everyday people everyday professionals or entrepreneurs how can those individuals start where they are and affect this issue well first and foremost they have to see themselves as connected to the issue that's mm. really that's really really important uh, we're not just talking about a criminal justice system um, that supposedly holds people that have committed crimes accountable we're talking about a public safety system that's supposed to create safety for all. And if there is not safety for all, then there's not safety for none of us. And so if we have, I think Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. everywhere. And so we, we need to think about the, the criminal justice system in that, in that way um, and work for a shared future where your neighbor is as safe as you. Um, and if, if you're not working towards that, then what is it that you're working towards? So, so we're all connected to the issue. Uh, public safety is important for everyone, but we can achieve public safety without massive bureaucracies and without prison cells um, and, and police on every corner. We can achieve public safety through investment in each other and, and, and in communities. So that's, that's the first thing. This issue is tied to everyday people. Uh, I want people to see that and understand that and, and envision what the next 20 years can be like if they actually wade into that. And, and in doing so for those in the business sector, it's important that we come together to solve these problems from a public-private partnership perspective. Right? It's not just up to government uh, to solve. Government can't solve it. Like I, I am convinced. I've, I've been here, been in this space for more than two decades, going on 25 years. Uh, government alone cannot solve the problems that we're dealing with in our community. We need the private sector to partner with us uh, to help address some of the issues that we're dealing with, to get at the root causes uh, of crime and violence, and help come up with alternatives so we're not using bricks and mortar. We're actually bringing people together. Yeah, no, we try to set it at government's feet. <laughs> we, we are we are where we are. Yeah. yeah. And so last thing, you know, we want to be practical with people and we want to give them things that they can touch and do with their hands called micro acts of courage. So so for that entrepreneur out there, for a professional out there, for for a financial professional out there specifically, what what is a micro act that they could do? right now to start to turn themselves into someone who uplifts love this that. issue. Love that. So uh, pull out your cell phones <laughs> um, and text REFORM to 81411. Let me say it again. Put out your cell phones uh, and text REFORM to 81411. Um, and there you'll be brought into a community, a network of folk that want to see real change happen, um, whether you are in uh, California or Louisiana, you know, uh, North Dakota or New York. Uh, we are seeking for a national movement um, that's going to both uh, reform, transform um, our justice system and create real safety uh, for, for communities. All right. And so, so lastly, I, I will close with, and it, by the way, it's, it's been an honor for me to be welcomed yeah, into that community yeah. and, oh. and, and watch all the work, watch the bills pass, watch the, the cultural change being pushed. So I deeply appreciate you welcoming me into the community. Uh, last thing I, I will ask you is what does uplifting mean to you? Mm. Uplifting means um, perseverance and um, it, it, it means moving beyond um, or over your circumstance to a greater calling. Um, so when, when we're uh, uplifted, all right, we feel more connected to our purpose than where we were before. Uh, mm. So uplifting is a, a closer connection to that purpose. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Please be sure to subscribe, like, and click the notification button so you never miss an episode.